House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Okay, hi, and welcome to my show this evening. And um, with me today, I'm really honoured to have um, Gypsy Teague with me. And we're going to be having a, a fabulous conversation about her new book, which is The Witch's Guide to Wands, which is doing absolutely amazingly. And really trying to understand from kind of and educate myself really about the use of wands, what they are, what do they mean to people, why we might need them, um, how they might be used. And then to look at that in the wider context of, I suppose, how um, the public domain and films depict wands and whether or not that's a, an accurate depiction and what, what the public take from that. So welcome, Gypsy, and thank you very much for allowing me to interview you. Thank you, and I'm just glad to do it. Um, this is the perfect time and perfect place, and you're the perfect person. Thank you. So let's kick off straight away with um, your book. How long did it take you to write, write your book? About two and a half years. A long time. But, well, but before that, I had been turning the wands and, and, and teaching wands and, and working with the woods. So it took two and a half years once we, I decided to write it, but it was years in the making. Amazing. So for the purpose of everybody out there and to educate myself, because I need this, what exactly would you say is a wand? Well, a wand can be anything from your finger um, to a piece of wood or a piece of metal. Um, you could use a pencil. Um, Ray Buckland says uh, in, uh, in his big blue book that you can use a dowel. Um, what a wand actually does is just an instrument that focuses energy from you either outward or around you. So people ask, well, do you really have to have a wand? And the answer is no. I mean, you don't have to have anything. You can stand in the middle of a circle naked and cast as much energy and, and move as much energy as you would if you had all the trappings of, of, of everything that you wanted to purchase. But it's a question of how do you feel about it and does it help you focus your energy? Uh, so it's, it's a tool like anything else. And when, um, I'm just going to probably be a bit stereotypical here and just talk about how wands are then depicted in films like Harry Potter where they say the wand has to be of a certain wood and, I mean, clearly that it's, um, it's a, a film in fantasy, but they say that chooses you. Now, when I was looking at your site, you were talking about how, um, depending on the makeup of that wand, depending on the natural elements of the wood, that would depend on who uses it or what you might use it for. It's the same principle, isn't it? But just kind of, I suppose, for films, magic's up well, a little bit, if you like. But. Um, Rowling did her homework when she wrote Harry Potter. Um, in the book, I talk about the wands that are actually mentioned in the book. Um, if you go to Universal Studios, they have... They've created wands for every character, and, and they sell them, and they're made out of plastic, and they're very pretty. Um, but they're inorganic. I mean, they're, they're petroleum-based. Um, right. But Rowling did her homework uh, when she looked at the woods and the characters of the, the makeup of the characters. Uh, 
she also got it pretty much spot on uh, when she said that um, the wand picks the wizard. Now, I don't use the word wizard. I use the word witch, but it really is the same thing. Um, a lot of people will call me and they'll say, I want to buy a wand over the Internet, or I want this wand or that one, and, and then they get very angry when I won't sell them a wand that they haven't actually touched. Because a wand really does have to have a working relationship with the user. So yeah. if any, anybody listening out there, please, whatever you do, do not buy a plastic wand, and do not buy a wand from anyone that is not standing in front of you so that you can actually feel the wood and the reception that you're going to get. Um, now, to your second half of the question, yes, every wood has a specific energy, and every wood has a specific use. Um, I say in the book, and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's very true, uh, one simply does not serve soup with a butter knife. Yeah. Um, you have a, a specific utensil to serve soup. You have a specific utensil to cut meat. You, have, you would not take one knife and one spoon and hope to serve eight people at a, at a sit-down dinner. It's the same with wands. If you want protection, you use one type of wand, wood. You, if you want love, healing, you use another type. If you're defending, you use one type. If you're offending, you use another so the book goes into all the different woods and their magical characteristics so that it's not unusual to have three or four wands depending on what you want to do. Now, and, and I know I'm hijacking this, this question, but um, this is not my first rodeo, so I know what's coming next. Um, a lot of people will say, well, why can't one wand do everything? Yeah. And my answer to that is one wand can do everything. However, no wand does everything well. Okay. So if I was about, if I thought, right, I would like to own a wand for myself, how would I go about understanding what wand I might need prior to um, contacting somebody like yourself who, who, who makes them? Um. Why? Okay, let's 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 start this dialogue, and, and we can give it to your listeners. What do you want? We run into each other at a show because I don't sell them over the internet. And you walk up and you say, "I want a wand." The first thing I'm going to do is say, "For what?" So why do you? What do you want this wand to do? Okay, and for me, in my current, I wouldn't know because I don't I don't use a wand. So imagine if I wanted to use it to. Um, I'm just trying to think, just to, to do good and to bring um, good fortune to people generally. Okay. Um, then we would look at the list and the wands that I have, and I usually have about 400 wands when, when I travel, and I would say something like, look at all of them, but some of these are not going to fit what you want. So if, you're doing, if you want to do good, uh, let's say you want to heal. You want to heal things or whatever. You're not going to want an ebony wand. You're not going to want a black walnut wand. You're not going to want a paddock wand because those are not necessarily healing wands. So okay. I would start off by saying the healing wands are holly, willow, um, things like that, purple heart. And then if none of those work, 
you do exactly like everybody else does. You start with alder and you end with Zelkova and you go through every wand until the wand that is yours tells you it's yours. I've seen right. people, the hairs have stood up on their, on their hands. I've seen people, their fingers have gone numb because the wand didn't like them. Uh, it's, the wand will tell you when it's ready. How, how, does, how does that happen? How do you know whether that's going to be effective for you in that moment when you're stood there at that show testing them? Magic. How's that, just... how's that for an answer? You know, magic. Um, and and the, the energy of two, um, I won't say beings, but the energy of two things corresponding. Okay? Right. Um, all wands... Will, will, will move energy. Wood will move energy. It was living at one time. Metals, and there's a section of my book in, on metals. Metals will move energy. Uh, you know, if you don't believe that, drop a, drop a copper wand between two live wires and watch what happens. So, all these things move energy. Well, so does the body. We are nothing but electrical energy with acetylcholine. So, all of our synapses are run by energy. So if you look at one energy runs at one level and the other energy runs at possibly a different level, well, then maybe those aren't going to correspond. The trick is to find the two levels that match. And when it works, you'll know it. I've had, I've had people like you that say, well, I don't use a wand. And it's like, okay. And the next thing I know, I'm selling them a wand because they, they'll say something like, Oh my God! I picked this up, and and this was the first one, and this is it. And and look at the hairs on my armor, or I can feel this. And or some people will will look through all four hundred wands and find nothing because it's not their time. Okay. So, can it be a mixture of woods? Would it ever be a point where do you do you make wands out of you know two or three woods at a time because they bring different things to the equation, or do you? Is yeah. It, um, no, I I do hi I do hybrids. And um, one fun story is I have a soccer coach that I know that has me do a hybrid wand of zebra wood and yellow heart. And I do a new one for him every year. And yellow heart is very good for causing other people to lose interest and go away. Basically, they just quit. And zebra is very good for escape, speed, or... um, or movement in large areas. And he has come up with this idea, and, and it works because he's got a winning team, that if you put the two together, he will go to the field before the other team shows up, and he'll cast a circle around the field that his team will do better if that's the will of the gods and the other team um, will, will do whatever they do. And at, at times it seems to work. But he's convinced that... His team wins as much from his coaching and their skill as the fact that he wills the other team to lose interest, not play as well, and go home. So, yes, you can do hybrids. And so I suppose a skeptic there would argue the point that if you're putting that in terms of will of the gods, so my team will now do really well as long as that's within the will of the gods because I'm using this wand, well, the will of the gods would surpass that the wand anyway, wouldn't it? Because if it's um, the will of the gods, that's a bigger, bigger force, surely. Yes. Um, however, and, and here's 
the other side of that would be the wand acts as a telephone, and you put in a call to whatever god, and you say, hey, how about some help down here? Well, isn't the wand a connection between energies? And so then if you're, if, if for those people who are maybe Christian view, um, beliefs or, um, they would, they would pray. Yeah. So is, is the wand a necessity, I guess is what I'm, I'm asking because a depending wand, on a your... wand is, a wand is never a necessity. A wand is a luxury, um, or okay. a wand is an instrument. Um, being a recovering Catholic, um, when you go into, into Mass, uh, you have your prayer beads, your rosary, you have yep. your crucifix, uh, you pray on your rosary and your crucifix. Now, do I really need a rosary and crucifix? Or can I just pray to God? Um, do I need to light a candle um, or a divinity, uh, or can I just pray? I, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the same thing. It's what do you believe will work for you? Yeah. And and people people many people believe that the wand is an extension of their their physical form. It helps them focus energy. It helps them um, visualize. Other people use an athame, uh, so they use they use their their ritual knife. Um, other people just use a finger. So it almost becomes a belief or a religion in its own right, doesn't it? Then, because your oh, belief is that is that is something that is a mode of conversation between you and spirit. Well, isn't any religion just a belief? I, if you look at any religion, any religion, I agree, I agree completely. And 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 if you look logically at any religion, and you take faith and belief out of it, none of it makes sense. Mm. The Greeks believed that Zeus came down and knocked up. Um, a maiden in the form of a swan. The maiden was named Lita, uh, and Lita and a swan. The Christians believe that a god, came, a divine god, came down, and for lack of a better term, um, forced himself on on a virgin and created a child. Now, some would say that's rape on, on either one of either one of those instances. If a Martian came from another from Mars and looked at both of those legends or myths. Neither one of them is rational, but one is taught in mythology, and one is responsible for a large chunk of the religion in the world. Absolutely, yeah. Amazing, really, isn't it, when you start unpicking, unpicking people's beliefs. I mean, just, just now you mentioned the term recovering Catholic, and, and I'm, I'm sure that's quite personal to you, but can, can you explain what you mean by that? Are you happy to do that? Yeah, um, I was born and raised. I was born and raised Irish Catholic. Um, I was baptized French Catholic, and I was confirmed Irish Catholic. And when I got ready to go to grammar school, neither church would allow me to go to their their school because I was um, confirmed or baptized by the other. So I ended up going to to um, regular public school instead of parochial school. Um, being a witch. Um, is is just about one half of a step away from being a Catholic, really, because if you look at Catholicism, you've got idol magic, great garb, especially the Episcopalians, but the Catholics have really nice robes. Um, they've got candle magic. They do incense magic. Um, 
don't they do they or don't they at high mass cast circle? Well, if they take that uh, censure and they go all around the church, is that any different than casting a circle with with uh, with a smudge stick and salt? So, you know, I I coined that phrase a long time ago, and then I started talking about, you know. Uh, if you're a recovering alcoholic, you have a 12-step program. Well, we have a 12-step program in recovering Catholics, and it's called the Stations of the Cross. Now, and I'm sure that people are going to be like blasphemous all over me when I say this, but you know, you do one genuflex and you got to go right back in the program again. So, so that's I say it tongue in cheek, but I don't say it too, too not seriously because it really is true. Um, any religion, if you get if you get past that first layer, has the same basic tenets. Um, unrequited faith, um, um, unmovable faith that, that you're right and the others are wrong. Uh, I saw yeah. something the other day on Facebook. It says there's 5,008 gods in the world, but you're telling me that yours is the only right one. Um, yeah. And, you know, so... So... If you, if you don't mind, just come back a minute to the... Because um, I know that many listeners will be intrigued and lost within the realms of Harry Potter and how it depicts witches in the public domain. Because it brought a very different view on witches, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and a positive view, very positive, which, uh, you know, is, is absolutely right. And, and I, when, we, when you mentioned about... Um, J.K. Rowling and how she really researched into the wands and the characters. Can you give some examples? Well, I, I have heard um, that she researched it. Um, I, can't, I can't give you any examples on her spells or anything because that's all, that's all fantasy yeah. for the book. But if you look at the actual wands that she talks about, okay, and here's some, here's some perfect examples. Still- Harry Potter goes... Harry Potter goes into Ollivander's, and yep. he is refused by three different wands, um, Beach, Ebony, and one other one. I can't remember off the top of my head. And if you look at them, Ebony is a um, defensive wand. Uh, it is, it's not a wand for healing. It's a, it's, a, it's a wand for defense. It's a wand to give extra power um, and that sort of thing. Um, but if you look at the wand that he ends up with, and even though the movie has it as a brown wand, it's actually um, holly. So if you look at a holly wand, it's perfect for the, the chosen one, uh, which is Harry Potter. So if you, um, you know, if you look at that, then he automatically pretty much got the right wand that he would get as a character or as his specific um, um, attributes. Um, another one is Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah. I mean, a psychopath. If you're ever gonna, if you're ever really gonna to find one. However, the wand she has is walnut, and black walnut is one of the most um, nasty woods um, out in the the fields and forests because it's a allelopathic. Um, it will kill anything underneath it except itself. So okay. if, you, um, if you try to grow plants or, or fruits or anything, vegetables, it'll kill it. And, and if you look at Bellatrix Lestrange, I mean, she killed her own cousin. I mean, mm. she, she, so 
looking at the choices of the wand, you you really get a good choice of um, the, the the psyche of the individual and then the characters that were given those wands. So even though um, the wand is still in, in reality, the wand still in effect chooses you because once you hold that wand, you know that that's the right wand and that will become very obvious to you. There's also, um, I suppose, the nature of the, the wood in its original source. So, for example, when it's in a forest um, and, and how that wood responds to other living organisms around it already are, is starting to tell you about the wand that would be made from that particular tree. Well, yeah, um, everything, everything is um, connected to everything else. Yeah. Um, so in, in the book... I don't just talk about the magical properties of the wood. Um, I have a master's in landscape architecture. So okay. when, I, when I look at the wood, <clears throat> I start with the taxonomy of genus, species, family, and order. Um, then I look at, is it masculine energy, feminine energy? Then what element? Is it air, earth, fire, and water? Because some wands move energies different than other wands. You've got, mm -hmm. you've got wands that will move water. You've got wands that will move earth and fire and, and, and air. Um, and then I look at what gods and goddesses throughout the world are the patron gods and goddesses of this specific wood. Then, uh, and, and people will say, well, what does this, here, here's a piece of wood, what does it do? Well, I don't know until I talk to it. Um, then I look at what is the wood. I mean, where does it grow? How does it grow? What does it look like? How does it work? I mean, does it, is it heinous to, to try to work with tools, or is it friendly when you're trying to make a wand out of it? I mean, some woods, when I get ready to make wands, I know I'm going to have a fight. I know I'm going to fight for hours. Other woods, I know it's going to be nice and clean sailing. Uh, and then you look at it, and what are the myths and legends? And finally... Then you, then I cast a wand, and then I try to figure out what the wand does. Um, I've got a number of, of woods that I sell that I've got them, but I won't tell you what they do yet because I'm not sure what they do. Um, so they're in a special rack that if somebody wants them, I say, this is what I know about the woods. If you can figure it out, you know, more power to you. I haven't got it yet. Uh, and okay, that's how... So yeah. I'm a medium gypsy, so would, okay. would there be a particular um, wood that you would say, automatically, if I came up to you and, and we met at a show after doing this interview and introduced myself and you, you knew me in terms of I'm a medium, I, I run you know, my own radio show, etc., etc., would there be straight away in your head an indication of a wand that would suit myself at that moment, it, although that has to obviously go through that kind of face-to-face -face matching process with the wand choosing the person, would you have an indication of where to start? Because out of 400 wands, that's huge. So where would we start? Um, I would probably start with either Sycamore or Sapele. Um, okay. Sycamore, is, Sycamore is really good for divination. Yeah. Um, and that and that sort of thing. And Sapele, uh, spelled with an S, is also good for divination and it's good for visioning. 
So it's good for working outside the ether. Um, and then it depends on whether or not when you act as a medium, whether or not you um, contact the other side, whether you, whether you work with the dead and dying and that sort of thing. Because Hawthorne is also good um, for dealing with, with the dying. Um, so you've got, you've got that wood also. Um, but then again, you might connect with something so totally off the charts because it works for you that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even expect it until all of a sudden it showed up like locusts because it gives you strength of purpose um, and it also allows you to bind the will of others so that that may be how you do your medium you may bind the spirits to you to force them to do your your will so there's a lot of option there uh, and that's why when you come to me and, and we're at a show, it could take an hour for you to find something that, that you want, or you can find it immediately. Oh, I'm, I'm blown away by this, really, because I, do, I think it's fascinating, and I, I love the idea that something so natural chooses you to, to utilize it in such a constructive way. What do you think about those people who would say, well, actually, the witchcraft can be quite um, negative and would you use a wand for casting hexes or, or inverted commas spells on people how, how do you see would you sell a wand for that purpose I, I sell wands um, in my book I, 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 I mentioned about my book that we don't just do fluffy bunny magic yeah. um, I sell poison ivy wands that cannot be used for anything positive. I do not identify why the wand is used. I put none of my energy in any wand that I make. Um, yeah. I am just the medium, not, and, and different different use of the word, but I'm just the medium yeah. that creates it. Um, yeah. And if somebody wants to use a wand for negative, then that is that is on them. I will sell... I will sell a wand to pretty much anybody, um, unless you know, unless there's like such icky feeling that you just—it's like no, you need to go away now. Um, yeah. But ironic—ironically, most of the poison ivy wands I sell, I sell to positive people, people that want to use them either for defense or things like that. Um, so I don't put a judgment on people. I think I think. Um, the, the, the usage and the karma is between the user and their end result. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just a craftswoman. Okay, so, but you're not just a craftswoman, are you? Because you're, you're a witch, and so you've got insight I, into that world. I, I am a witch. I'm an elder in the Georgian Wiccan tradition. I'm a okay. high priestess in the Icelandic Ostru. And um, I'm the originator of steampunk magic. So I've been dealing metaphysical, paranormal pretty much all my life. So is there not, does that, with, with those positions, come a sense of responsibility in terms of there are some people who are absolutely embrace a belief and they're you know, incredibly skilled and responsible with that belief. And there are other people who take things to an extreme. And that's where we see some 
really quite you know radicalized views and you know extremist views that can cause quite a lot of difficulty in in the world today and i think everybody would be in agreement with that so is there not a responsibility when you're selling something that can be used to be destructive that there isn't kind of, you don't put parameters on that well if one accepts the fact that there is a connection between the wand and the user and yeah. if one accepts the fact that um, nothing can be done without that partnership, then is it your responsibility or my responsibility or in J.K. Rowling's um, um, world, the Ministry of Magic's responsibility to um, put governors or, or uh, limits on what people do or don't do. Um, I am not, I don't have that power um, because I may not be right. I may be wrong. Um, who is to say that what I believe is right? So if yeah. I make something and someone wants it, who is to say that that's, I'm, it, it's, I'm the one that gets to, to make the rules? And that's how we end up with, with all of this um, um, depression and, and, and anxiety and, and problems like that. The Norse believe that your fate has already been established. So what you're going to do is already set in stone. Um, many of the Eastern ph philosophies believe that we all walk a path called the Tao, and whether we walk on the left side or the right side of the path uh, is the only choice we have, but we still have to go forward. It was preordained, if, if you believe in the Tao, that you and I would talk today. Now, we could be talking about um, planning a robbery. We could be talking about planning a wedding. We could be talking about planning something totally different. But if you believe in that preordination, it was destined that we were going to talk today about something. I don't have the power to, I don't have the power to make that determination what you do with it. I just make them. And I know somebody's going to say, well, that's like saying, um, if I buy a gun and I protect myself, that's good, but if I go out and murder someone, that's bad. Well, yes, that's true. But I don't have the right to tell you what to use that gun for. I am not God. Or the goddess. Hmm. But of course, with guns, we do have gun laws, especially there, and they're much tighter here. I'm aware, but um, we do have rules and regulations about the selling of them as well. So, oh, and I believe there should be. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unless, um, and I'm a veteran. I spent 12 years of active duty in the army. Um, yeah. And unless you're in a battlefield, you do not need an automatic weapon with a 30-round magazine. Absolutely. Um, however, um, it's, what I believe is, is not necessarily what everybody else believes. Um, and so if there's, and we make a joke about it, it's called wand escalation. You know, I buy a holly wand and then you buy a wand and then... I buy a Pajok wand because you're casting something at me, so you get a black walnut wand. And so then I get an ebony wand, and you get a, a poison ivy wand. 
you know, and then I get, I make a hybrid, then you make another hybrid. Um, you know, everything can be carried to the extremes. Okay, and, and in, the, in the films, in Harry Potter, there's a lot of talk about the Elder Wand. What, 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 ah. does the, what are the properties of an, eld, of an Elder Wand? Well, see, in the, here again, uh, Rowling got it pretty right. Um, the history of the Elderwood, um, and, and I sell flame box Elder Wands, and they're gorgeous, and, and they're wonderful, and they deal with fairy magic, but um, in the Victorian times... And, uh, and when, when sailors would go and leave uh, home, they would leave a branch of an elder tree with their wife or mother in case their ship went down, their soul was not lost. So um, an, el- an elder wood is very good for protection of your soul, and it's also very good for working with fairy magic or, or the, the, the fairy realms. So did she get so it close to life? Horcrux theory of um, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, can you? Is there one wand? You know, is it, it, it's when I get to the Elder Wand in my um, in my in my lectures, I go, well, this is the Elder Wand, the most powerful wand in the world. With this, you can be invincible. Well, no, you can't. It's another wand. It's yeah. good for what it does, but there is no one wand, just like there is no one ring to guide them, you know, or bind them. Um, yeah. In in, Tol- in Tolkien's Nibelungering um, yeah. ideas, so. Oh, actually, I find it fascinating. I could talk to you for hours and hours, Gypsy. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And and because I just I think it's it's something that in- interests me. It's something that I feel quite strongly about in terms of um, how witches and magic is portrayed. I think there was something incredibly lovely about those films that, that brought it into reality and into children's lives but without being frightening. It was um, you know, very, very normal. This little lad was going through this very normal process. And, um, and I like that. I like the way it's kind of then integrated within our society in a positive way. I know there's been lots of difficulty in the States recently in terms of the murders and attributing that to witchcraft. What's your take on that? There's a lot of stupid people out there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, this, this is... Um, for all the good that we have in our country, we are wrapped up in this pseudo-Puritan philosophy that people don't even understand who the Puritans were or why they came here in the first place. Um, So there's a lot of repression. There's a lot of internal repression. There's a lot of external repression. And people fear what they don't understand, and they fear anything that isn't isn't like them or the other. You know, I, I, I I used to teach English before I became a librarian, and there's always the other. You know, you've got the protagonist and, and the antagonist, and the antagonist is always the other, the different one. Um, and you yeah. always have the TV shows like that. Um, I think one of the problems that Rowling had in the United States with um, all the Harry Potters starting out was they did not portray witchcraft in a negative light. Yeah. And so if they didn't portray it negatively, then, oh, my, it might be positive. And then what do we tell our kids when we've convinced them that hell and brimstone and fire and everything, and if they don't pray three times a week and go to church, they're mm-hmm. going to go to hell. Um, 
and and there's there's that problem. So we've got a lot still to fix over on this side of the pond, um, and I'd like to think that it's going to get fixed, you know, soon. But I'm not going to hold out on that. Um, but it's interesting that I read somewhere that Wicca is the fastest growing religion in the United States right now. Um, I don't know if that's true, and 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 I would wonder considering the Tea Party and the and the uh, uber conservative um, people, but there is hope at least. You know, every time a witch um, becomes a witch or every time somebody saves a, a plant or, or adopts a puppy or plants grass or flowers, there's just one more chance for the earth. Definitely, and I think over here um, we don't... Although we've got a huge history of witchcraft in, you know, when we go back, you know, years and years and years, hundreds of years, and we have, um, you know, a lot of historical uh, buildings and places in the UK, we're very lucky and fortunate to have those, and some of those are very much affiliated with witchcraft. It's still not deemed to be, I think, as negative as it is in the States, from what I'm picking up. It's, it's, it's part of, it's not, you don't hear it in the news, you don't hear any negative reports. It's either not completely out there yet in terms of people don't really believe it to be um, actually happening or they don't believe the numbers of people who are um, following Wicca or I don't know, but you don't hear about it. And as a medium, I travel around the UK, I talk to many different people and I never get asked about witchcraft. <laughs> which surprises me. Um, I also lead a paranormal investigation group, and unless we're at a historic site affiliated with witchcraft you know, many moons ago, I still don't get asked. So we, we don't seem to make the link between our beliefs and how similar they are at times. Now, the, the problem over here on this side is there's a, there's a non-historic or, or mistaken historic view on Christianity. Um, everybody thinks that Christians are one thing and Satanists are witches. Not understanding that Satanism was started by Christians. Uh, it was started by three pissed off Icelandic bishops. They couldn't get what they wanted from the Icelandic church, uh, so they, they started praying to Satan. Um, uh -huh. and, and when I, when I explain that to people or whatever and they say, well, are you a Satanist? It's like, no, um, I can't be a Satanist, I'm not a Christian. And that turns it over. It's like, you're the only religion that believes in Satan. You believe in Satan, so therefore, you're the only one that can be a Satanist. We, witches mm -hmm. can't be Satanists. Um, and so, it's, it's meeting them in the middle. But everybody's afraid over here right now. Um, they're afraid of, of race. They're afraid of gender. They're afraid of orientation. Um, you've gone through it. You're a lot older than we are as a country. Um, yeah. Europe's a lot older than we are as a country. Um, I've, I've lived in England, I've lived in Europe, um, and, and I've lived in the Far East. So I've seen older countries and how they deal with things. Um, natural resources, um, prices, cost, um, men, women, children. It's, it's all handled differently because you've got an extra thousand, fifteen hundred years on us, you know. You can trace yourself back to the, the Viking expansion and, and before that to the Picts um, and, the, and the Celts coming up from Persia. We're, we're lucky if we can go back 
300 years. Um, mm. and, and people don't even want to admit that the Vikings were here in Lance Meadows because that interferes with the fact that, oh, my God, we might be older than we are or something. So, so there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of um, misunderstanding. Uh, and a lot of people don't want to know. Uh, they're happy being ignorant. Uh, you see that a lot over here, too, where they dumb down education. Um, they, wanna, they want to ignore science. They want to ignore global warming. They want to ignore evolution um, mm-hmm. instead of uh, coming to terms with things like that. So it's going to take, you know, a long time um, before this ever comes to pass. And um, I'm, I'm absolutely, I hope you don't mind me asking the next question, Gypsy, and just tell me to shush if you, if you do. Um, you've mentioned, you know, teaching English. You've, you've mentioned being a veteran and, and spending 12 years in the Army. You've mentioned then moving to being a librarian. And it's such a, and, and of course you're, you're incredibly educated. And I'm just, how do you do all those things and then come to making ones? I don't believe <laughs> what, was, what was the life events that got you to where you are today? Because it's that's just an amazing story. So, oh my God, it's it's everything. I started out, I started out being voted least likely to succeed out of 550 kids in my high school class. But then I was getting ready to be a black belt in judo. Um, went to school, um, wanted to be an English teacher. Um, Went in the military, got commissioned in uh, in the military. I'm a um, captain in the United States Artillery. Um, I've got five masters, so um, I, I've gone to school for like forever. Um, I've logged, I've waited tables, I've poured steel, I've worked in a tannery, I've built houses. Um, but everything I've ever done has been with the earth. Um, I'm a Yankee. I'm, I'm from New Hampshire, and everything I've ever done has been with the earth in mind. So um, I grow things, I build things, uh, I recycle things. So everything I've ever done has led me to what I do now. Uh, and why, why did I, how did I end up doing it? I have no idea. Uh, someday, if I'm lucky enough to end up in Freya's Hall, I will ask her or I'll get to ask one of the Norns what they had in store for me. I figure something is still out there that I've got to do. Um, but I do what I do. I retire in, in two years, and I'll be doing shows. And I, I also own a company, and I make everything, but I make 10th century Icelandic farm products. So I make travel boxes and buckets and knives and axes and swords and drop spindles and, and nostril pins for, for yarn and, uh, and all that sort of thing. Um, so I've always built. I've always created. Um, I've got 23 books out, um, but I've always wanted to leave a legacy, um, and I've always wanted to make a difference. So, yeah, I don't sleep much. Um, I don't know what it's like to stop. Well, I'm pleased you're not stopping, Gypsy, because I, I certainly, I mean, I know we're com- we've, we've got to come to an end for this interview this evening, and I, I am 
I'm I'm really disappointed that we are, and I would love like a, a segment two, an episode two with you, because I just think there's so much more that you've got to give in terms of knowledge and understanding to listeners. Would you Would you be happy for that? Would you be happy to? Understand? I would I love to do it. Yeah, I would love to do it. Um, you know, I I love talking to people, um, which is why I I, I became a teacher. Um, I still teach. Um, even even being a librarian, you get to teach. Um, so that's that's what I do. Um. Fantastic. I mean, I, I'm just so looking forward to it. Thank you so much for your time today. I mean, it's been uh, really so interesting. You wouldn't believe it. I'm, I'm enthralled um, and can't let wait me, to speak to you again. Let me give a plug no, first. Just, my, pub, my publisher says I have to. The book is available yeah. at Amazon. Amazon UK or anything, it's also available online. However, please, if you're going to buy the book, go to your local bookstore, either uh, down in Wapping or somewhere down in, um, if if you live out in Cardiff or something. I mean, even even if you live somewhere out in Whitby or something, go to your bookstore, shop locally, find your pagan supply store or your local bookstore. If they don't have the book, Put your hands on your hips and say, well, why not? Um, but it's the Witch's Guide to Wands, and if you want to write to me, my email is, is in the book, and I'm always available to answer questions, and I really hope we get to talk again. Me too, Gypsy. It's been a pleasure. So just to recap, that's the Witch's Guide to Wands, and it should be available in, in all major bookstores within the UK, but if it's not... Support your local bookstore first. If not, then obviously it's widely available online um, and at Amazon. So please have a look at this book because after this interview tonight, I'm sure that for all the UK listeners and definitely those in um, the US and Canada, it's an intriguing subject. It's something that enthralls all of us from our childhood right the way up to adulthood where there's an interest there we want to know about magic we want to know how that works and how it makes us feel and and when it's depicted so positively as well in in recent films it just brings that that desire more to the table so i can't wait to speak to you again gypsy it's been fantastic and thank thank you you very very much you have a great great night and i will talk to you again bye-bye To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.